0: Brooks Running has a new shoe for you runners out there. Did you hear that? Better turn up your volume. In fact, turn it up to the max. Introducing the all-new Ghost Max. It's got all kinds of things to make your knees and ankles feel protected. Like Max Cushion, Max Soft Landings with DNA Loft V2 Foam, and Max Smooth Rides with their Glide Roll Rocker. Feel better on your run with Ghost Max. Learn more at brooksrunning.com. This episode is brought to you by Klaviyo, the platform that powers smarter digital relationships. With Klaviyo, you can activate all your customer data in real time. Connect seamlessly with your customers across all channels. Guide your marketing strategy with AI-powered insights, recommendations, and automated assistance. Deliver experiences that feel individually designed at scale and grow your business faster. Power smarter digital relationships with Clavio. Learn more at klaviyo.com slash Spotify. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash Spotify. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI Podcast episode, I talk with Stephane Dubois about how to automate your expertise. Stéphane Dubois, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you, John, for having me. It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Belgium. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about how to automate your expertise. This is a a general concept that I think is really powerful, one that I'm excited to explore with you today. As we get started, I wanted to share Stefan's bio with everybody. Stefan Dubois is the founder and CEO of Pointer Pro, an assessment software platform that helps professional services companies to automate their advisory processes. Stefan is passionate about the use of technology to build professional relationships with people at scale. Before founding Pointer Pro, Stefan worked for 15 years in several consulting companies as a consultant, project manager, and account manager. And I could go on, but I'm going to pause there. Stefan, anything else you would like to highlight for me or the audience before we dive on into the conversation?
1: Not really. Like when, um, back when I was a consultant, um, I I have seen that most consulting companies are already pretty we're doing a pretty good job when it comes to automation um in the back office like um systems to automate like uh, invoicing time sheets and, and stuff like that um but when it comes to the um actual client work um, giving the advice um, working with clients um then there is not so much op- uh, automation uh, yet um and and that's something that we want to tackle um with uh, with with point of Pro. um it's automating and really the advisory process the core process of what the consultant uh, actually does
0: yeah well and i think we all recognize the power of automation uh for one thing most people don't want to be stuck doing all the these little nitty-gritty rote you know repetitive kinds of tasks that just seem to kind of suck up your time uh, and don't allow you to to do the creative stuff that you'd rather be doing Uh, so automation you know, it's, it's like delegating, right? You can just delegate that, get it off your plate so you can focus on other things. Um, but, but when it's automated and you're using like utilizing software, uh, various technologies to do it, um, then you really just up the ante for the overall efficiency and productivity, not just for you as an individual, but for your whole team. And so it's a no brainer in this day and age that we want to seek automation, whatever that looks like in a, in a manufacturing setting, we're going to have, you know, uh, robotics and and various things like that in an office setting, we're gonna utilize um, various softwares, technology AI etc um so that we can make sure that we're getting the most out of our people and and setting them loose, setting them free to do what they do best and not waste their time doing the stuff that easily the computer can do, right
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the most um, like transactional um, advice processes, um, the, the ones that are repetitive and always. I'm not saying that they always deliver the same advice, but deliver um, the um, maybe different advice, but um, according to the same model, according to the same logic or methodology, um, that is um, always used um, to um, to give um, over and over like advice over and over to different clients uh, in those kind of situations. Yeah. Yeah. um automations uh, automation is is really beneficial
0: yeah well and i think of in the hr space specifically if we talk about that for a moment the evolution of hr from personnel management to really transactional hr you know these these behind the scenes you know payroll stuff and just various technical stuff that you just have to do to make sure that the the organization hums along with the in terms of the the workers Um, Over time, what we've seen is a shift from personal management to transactional HR to now really a transformational HR approach, strategic HR, where we're allowing people to utilize their people expertise, their leadership, uh, their change management expertise to drive initiatives that are meaningful and impactful and you you let the computers do the transactional stuff, right? Um, or you you set up self service portals where employees can do a lot of that stuff on their own. Where previously you needed full time people who are dedicated solely just to do that and do the paperwork to help their employees, you know, take care of everything that they need. So that's just within the HR uh, realm as an example. Uh, but of course, it could apply to marketing operations. Any any uh, functional area of a business can find great efficiencies and and productivity gains by fostering a climate where you adopt and adapt to the automations that are available. Uh, Maybe you can tell us a little bit more. I mean, certainly at Pointer Pro, you have your own approach. So you feel free to tell us more about that. Uh, But just generally speaking, when we talk about automation, how have you seen things shift and change over time, say over the last decade or so, in terms of the types of tools that are available, the types of automations that can help organizations uh just be more efficient more productive and and unleash their people to focus on what matters the most
1: yeah of course um yeah when I back when i was a consulting um in consulting firms um we were responsible for um implementing like this huge um enterprise systems um in uh, mostly a, a big uh customers like uh, nestle or atlas copco um And yeah, that was really wall-to-wall automation, like ERP systems, uh, CRM systems, customer relationship management systems. Um, And yeah, those projects were often multi-year projects, multi-million also in in terms of investment. And um, I'm not saying that those are, I mean, I, I would certainly recommend to do this again for these companies. Um, But the the time between the start of an initiative and when it um, delivers the first results was quite considerable, like in terms of years. Um, And now it has evolved, like with SaaS, software as a service, uh, cloud computing, um, to much uh, smaller uh, applications, um, which are still powerful, but which are interconnected, um, and where you get... um, yeah, quicker benefits, and and it's um I mean the, the the customers also expect that, and I mean they do rightfully expect so. Um, so now we are um, talking um more about months, um when something uh, should deliver results. Um, of course you cannot um change the ERP system or of a multinational company um in 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 months. Um, uh, still realistic. Um, but you could start with like one division or one country or whatever. And then have already some benefits there and then go on with uh, um, with the rest of the organization. So um, yeah uh, by new technologies um, yeah, the, the primary benefits of, of new technologies, I think that we can uh, can have fast results of, of these kind of initiatives.
0: Yeah. And, and where do you see AI fitting into all of this? Of course, just in the last six months, you know, chat GPT, Bard, um, and all the integrations and all the tools that people are creating. It, it seems like we've taken a huge leap forward in terms of, of automation in the last six months. Um, how does that fit into the work that you do at pointer pro? Um, where do you see that taking us say in the next couple of years?
1: there's still a lot of work to do b- besides AI. There's still a lot of work to do um, by just um, automating human intelligence or like yeah. just via, without the artificial part, mm-hmm. just uh, putting uh, human intelligence and converting it into an uh, into a system um, and then let the system do the work. Um, that's the first thing. Um, but of course, I mean, the, the potential of, of AI is, is huge, I think. Um, And I think that, um, yeah, for consultants or professional services, they will need to have, um, I I think, on the longer term, they they would need uh, to have their own AI um, that is um, based on their own data, um, all the experience that they have um, um, built up in, in the past, um, that should feed uh, because AI needs data to become smarter yeah. uh, of course yeah. um, so all that ex- experience and expertise should feed into an AI um, uh, system which is of course propriety um, uh, to, to that uh, consulting company um, and um, th- that should generate an, like automatic advice um, to generate um, benefits for customers um, much faster than it is um, happening today um yeah. for example uh, like a legal consultancy if, if they have already had um, the, some some similar cases um in in other countries or like uh, if it's a big organizations not everybody will know um which are the which are different um uh, experiences in in the rest of the organization um that um, is something that uh, could typically be um, be handled by AI, and, and and more powerful insights would be generated than um, then, uh, um, in in the case of, of it um, when a human would do that. Um, so, but there is still a, a lot of um, like uh, big um, like uh, significant uh, work to do there um, because we have now ChatGPT takes the whole internet as um, an as, as learning platform. Um, but similarly, I think uh, consulting companies should have their um, their data as a learning platform and then outperform ChatGPT um, in in their specialization area.
0: Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the credit card created by Apple. It gives you unlimited daily cash back that you can now choose to grow in a high-yield savings account that's built right into the Wallet app. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone and start growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners subject to eligibility requirements. Savings accounts provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply. It's time to say goodbye to hold music. And say hello to fast customer support with Service Cloud. With trusted AI and data working together, you can skip long wait times and deliver efficient, personalized service right away. All while keeping support costs low and more customers happy. Reimagine your customer support with the number one AI CRM for service. Learn what's possible at salesforce.com slash products slash service. Well yeah, I I think that's that's absolutely right. Um, and there's all sorts of security and data concerns related to that, right? Uh in terms of proprietary data within an organization. But every context is different. And so, you know, it's great having borrowed chat TPT with internet um as kind of the data input, right? Uh to drive the algorithm and and to to get good information back. But you're largely getting generic information back, right? Because it's the, the whole of the internet. It's, it's all of, of the insights uh, from all over different situations, contexts, industries, specializations. And so um, the power of, of util- utilizing similar technology, but training it specifically on your organization's data is really powerful because then you can come back with very detailed, specific, um, completely relevant types of outputs. Uh, whereas you know chat gpt sometimes you just get fairly generic sounding types of stuff that's not actually going to be helpful in your situation or in your context uh, so that's it's really interesting to think about how that will continue to develop over time what the security concerns are about that and of course mm-hmm. there's the ethical concerns around it too and and uh how do you train the data that trains the AI? Of course, if, it, if the data is biased in the first place, it's going to create a biased AI that's going to then perpetuate biases. Um, so all of this is the type of stuff we need to be thinking about from the AI perspective for sure. Um, but there's no question that it could be a great tool uh, in terms of increasing the automations of the efficiency and productivity of a team of an organization. But you also highlighted something that I think is really important. And that is before we even get to AI, there is so much automation that can be done. Um, just with human intelligence and and automating the the repetitive types of processes that we are doing already. If you're kind of a smaller business, maybe you haven't really leveraged the, these technologies as much, uh, it's really worth taking the time to explore the tools that are out there, um, connect with uh, people like Stefan, uh, with organizations like Pointer Pro, and, and figure out what you can do to really um, you know, hypercharge um, your productivity in your organization, and and free up and unleash the potential of your people to do the stuff that they're going to want to do the most, anyways. The create the creativity, the, um, the 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 critical thinking, the the uh, strategic thinking, and and the innovative stuff that most people get excited about. Um, most people don't get excited about filling in a spreadsheet or um, you know trying to to just keep track of you know requisitions and invoices or whatever like we can name a whole bunch of different types of things that frankly software can do uh in most cases very very well um you take out human error often <laughs> so that you don't have um those types of problems and it's it's just a win-win for everybody right
1: Yeah, exactly um what we also say is that like before um automating um the um uh, these kind of advisory processes as a, as a consultant, HR consultant, or uh, can also be a consultant in, in other domains, that there's a couple of steps that you have to do um, prior to automating, yeah? because otherwise the automation will not work. So we always say there's three steps um, basically. Um, and the first step is that as a consultant, you have to stop doing everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. if you if you're still doing that <laughs> then you have to stop doing that um you have to um uh, specialize in certain uh, certain service offering or, or maybe more than one um but um not um uh, shooting too too broad yeah, because that will that will hurt you um so a couple of service offerings that you can specialize in that's the first step then secondly um For each of these um, service offerings, you should consider to go from time and material business model to fixed price uh, business model, if you're not uh, doing it already, Um, because um, it's better for you, it's better for the client, it's better for the client because he knows what he's going to pay and what he's going to get, and it's better for you because if you have fixed price, then you can uh, apply efficiencies and then the efficiencies will return or re- will result in uh, profitability increases. Whereas in time material efficiencies, if you can do the same work on less in less time, will just uh, result in less revenue, which you don't want. Yeah? So that's the second step, um, fixed price. And then the third step is to create a model, a quantitative model uh, for each of your service offerings. Um, and that is, that could be very simple uh, maturity model um, or it can be also more complex, of course. But if you have done like projects in, in one of the offerings, like over and over again, like at different uh, customers, then you have the model anyway. You, you have it in your head, you, you know, and the different performance levels and which questions to ask um to know whether a new customer, for example, is, um, or is a beginner or is already quite advanced in, in, in this specialization area. Um, For example, I'm always taking email marketing as as an example. You could um, check um, whether, um, if you're an email marketing consultant, um, whether people um, already collect emails for the first place. And and then, um, of course, um, you're not going to um, give them advice on how to do um, sophisticated um, newsletters if they don't collect emails in the first place. So the model is really designed for um, or intended to um, to determine the performance of a prospect or a customer and then give um, advice um, based on that performance level. And the advice will be different, of course, to someone I mean, who is not collecting emails yet and someone who is already uh, very sophisticated and you will give different advice. So if you have done these three steps, then you can afterwards, you can um, put that model in a system like ours and um, then the system will give the advice automatically. But that's three um, other steps are required to do that.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. And I'm wondering, as we um, think more about this, you you start the process, so if you're not doing anything, start with those three steps, like you said, and and then we can fine-tune as we go and we can start to leverage different tools. What do you see as some of the biggest barriers, the the biggest um, challenges that organizations, that leaders are facing as they're trying to think around these issues of automation and how it's going to impact their teams? Um, I I do think there's a, a... a healthy level of fear that certain people have around automation. People, you know, team members feeling uh, concerned about losing their jobs because their jobs are going to be automated away, um, and and team leads, you know, having to deal with those dynamics. Um, that's just one example. But what what are some of the types of challenges that you see um, organizations and leaders facing as they're trying to move down this path towards more appropriate automation?
1: Yeah, perhaps the first one is that people, we have also conducted a study um, where we asked uh, these kind of questions on, on how they um, um, yeah, what their thoughts were, were about uh, automation and yeah, there's quite some that say like uh, my job or like my work cannot be automated because like it's always different at different uh, customers, the situation is different, um, so the projects are always different um, there is no uh, uh, for that reason, there's no automation possible. That's a challenge um that is um not true in the sense that of course, like mm-hmm. the I mean the actual advice that you give and the work that you do for customers will be each time different, but it's your um task as a consultant to um discover the model, which is like the commonalities which are um, yeah uh, under under the hood, so to say and and which are um similar um to um to every every customer and um, that is your responsibility and if you stick to the the same service offering then you will um you will discover it after you have done uh, the same type of projects over and over again um so that's the first thing like a second challenge is to um the fear that um the human interaction will um will uh, disappear by automating yeah um, of course, if you automate the invoicing process and, and the timesheet process, um, that that is uh, like in the back office. But if you automate also like the advice uh, delivery, um, then yeah, the, the customer can already get the advice to uh, by like digitally by answering uh, questions and, and getting then a, an advice report as a result from from that. Um, Whereas in the past that that would be yeah done by consultants yeah um so um yeah what we that's 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 an attention point i think um so that's a valid point what we say then is that yeah the result of of, of the first um assessment uh or the most transactional advice delivery that result should be then uh, the next step discussed with the consultant in a face to face meeting and then you you free up the time from the consultant um for to do more uh, valuable stuff and that relates also to your remark then to um the consultant or people um fearing to um to lose their job we don't see that um so often as um as as an issue because we are in uh, the war for talent here in, in europe also in, in the u s uh, consultancies, I've like spoken with Deloitte uh last week with a partner at Deloitte. Um they are all um struggling to get people. Um and um yeah the fact that you say to consultants that uh, transactional work will be taken out of their hands and, and then uh, given to a to a system to to a specialized uh, software tool, I mean they will not um be opposed uh, to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's always something that We just have to navigate, uh, and and depending on the culture of your team um, and the personalities within your team, it may be more or less challenging. I do think it's important that we foster a culture of continuous improvement, continuous ongoing learning, and part of that means that we're constantly learning how to be more productive, more efficient, how to utilize the existing tools that are out there. And so if we have people that are resistant to that because they're scared about Um, you know, the possibility of of becoming irrelevant, that their jobs will go away. I mean, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy, because if you're not constantly learning, you're almost guaranteeing that you will become irrelevant (laughs) and that your job will go away. But if you're you're leaning into the new technologies, you're learning and growing, figuring out how to utilize them, what's going to happen is your job's not going to go away. You're going to become the rock star who's more productive and efficient, who then is freed up to do other cool stuff. And you'll you'll have plenty of opportunity to contribute. Um, so people who are worried about, um, losing their jobs due to automation, I think we're, I think we're just thinking about it all wrong. If that's your concern, um, of course, will certain tasks be displaced, um, and taken over by automation? Of course, that's always been the case, um, since the the age of the industrial revolution. And now we're in, Industrial Revolution 4.0. You know, we're we're in the knowledge economy. We're in the the high tech economy. Um, we've always evolved, and we've always had to be adaptive and to learn continually uh, so that we stay relevant. And and so as a team lead, we just need to make sure that we're we're fostering that kind of an environment, um, so so that people know that yeah, like continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to utilize these technologies, stay more relevant because of it make more contributions because of it and then at the end of the day you know we just do better stuff we do better work um and we'll create more opportunities for ourselves not less
1: yeah exactly yeah in our um vision the um the professional services industry will transform into um not only services but we think that every professional service company in the future will need to offer a um a digital tool to their customers yeah where their customers can log in and they can see um, several things they can do three things basically um, first is uh, self-assess their performance um, and get uh, automated personalized advice that's the second thing um, and the third thing um, is monitor improvements um, over time um, so it's um, i mean it's easier said than, than done um, but if you, as a consultant, uh, deliver that tool together with the services that you deliver, um, that will create a real competitive uh, differentiation. And we want to um, offer that kind of tool um, to smaller consultancies also, so that not only the Deloitte's and the um, uh, EY's and so um, can offer, do we have enough power to, um, to to develop these kind of digital tools, but also smaller Um, consultancies can um, use these tools and I mean that's of course um, why we exist also but um, we wanted digitalization is uh, results in democratization also and it's not only um, because of digitalization that only uh, the 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 investment is is uh, um, to 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 enter the like to create such this tool is, is, is quite high and that, that is only for the for the big ones uh, and that, that would be not uh, not a good not the world that we want to see uh, yeah
0: yeah well stefan this has just been a real pleasure i know at the time i need to let you go here in just a minute but before we wrap things up for today i wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you find out more about your work your team and then give us the final word on the topic for today
1: yeah sure um yeah, if people want to connect with me, I'm mostly active on, uh, on LinkedIn. Um, so I'm just, um, yeah, send me a request. Always happy to um, share experiences with, uh, with the listeners. Um, if you're interested in the company or the products, then um, you go to pointofpro.com. That's our website. It uh, contains information, of course, about the product, but also a lot of things about uh, digitization of, of professional services. Um, so, um, yeah, I checked it out and a last words, maybe about, uh, again, about this democratization, um, it's, um, uh, we want to democratize, um, the, um, the tools that are needed, um, to automate, uh, advice, but as a result of that, I mean, that's for the ones that give the advice, but you have also the one that receive the advice, um, there we want really to, to democratize um, the professional advice itself um, because by the fact that there is so many manual work involved, labor, um, professional service is quite expensive um, like um, financial services or um, yeah specialized legal services quite expensive and by digitizing it will also become more affordable for the, the one that uh, yeah, receives um, the uh, the, um, the advice for example in the US we have a, like an ex private banker who is used, using our software to give uh, financial advice um, like digital financial advice but then it can be um i mean there's no threshold anymore like for to go to a private bank you need i don't know uh, 500,000 or 1 million in, in net assets um, but to get digital advice um, you you don't need um this kind and of, um, it's open for almost everybody so that's a, an example of democratization so yes it was a pleasure john um Thank you for having me and, and hope um, to, um, to hear from you again in the future.
0: Thank you, Stefan. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Stefan and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. <laughs> you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Enjoy ad-free listening